Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, everyone. It is Red Men Podcast time. I am in the studio. I'm in the studio with Tom Dutton. It's been a while. It's just been a long, old while. Not yeah. since you've been in the studio, but since you've yeah. been seen in the studio. Yeah, I, I decided to take a break, and as you can see, me, my hair's grown. Yeah. Um, I've gained a bit of weight. <laughs> I think, well, you've come back and gone, gone up, and, up and back again. Yeah, yeah. You've been on yeah. a full journey since we last had you on. Yeah, I know. I, I have been behind the scenes. Like, basically, every time you see the show, it's either me or Sai doing it. So, yeah. Yeah. And every still, time the show's here. late, it's Tom or Sai. And every yeah, time yeah. there's a problem with it, it's Tom or Sai. Yeah, the hashtag Blame Tom's not been out in a while, but uh, <laughs> I got a lot of stick for the clock on the, on the watch along the other day. Cough yeah, Tom. Uh, yeah. um, right, sounds. Yes, we're going to dive into it. Uh, as you can hear, Chris Pajak is joining us from home today uh, and Sam Walker as well. Uh, we've got kickoff questions. We've got two kickoff questions this week and then we're going to be talking a, uh, a little bit about Villa. But Liverpool legends and on to Real Madrid as well. So stay tuned for all of that today. Uh, the first kickoff question, Tom Dutton um, from Dan Fairhorse. Which Liverpool player, past or present, and rival player do you pick to headline WrestleMania? So I've never watched WrestleMania, but I'm assuming... You get the general gist of what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's two people fighting, I guess. Yeah. So what I'm doing no, is... You don't get it at all. Yeah, it's two it's people two fake people fighting. two people doing a coordinated fight dance. <laughs> yeah. All right, so maybe I've picked wrong, but I've gone with if this was a real fight, Sunes, and it'll be tied in later. Really expert thinking, yeah. And Richarlison, because I just want to see him get battered. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about I a, think, a fair one. I think Richarlison sound is an idea for this because he's got that whole pigeon thing going on. He's got a persona. Uh, he's yeah. got that. That would be like his. He'd be going to the ring, and Sunes would just chin him. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. He'd break his jaw straight away. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good. I think that's a good chance. I think that's what Graham Sunes is. The people who, 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 who like wrestling will be known as a shoot fighter. Somebody very much actually punches people. <laughs> um, right, Chris, who's headlining WrestleMania for you? Well, I only read the first part of the question, so I haven't thought about a rival player. Um, but I'm going to go with Sergio Ramos because it's WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. And he seems like a headliner to me. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go, I, I don't remember the name of the guy. Um, I think the, oh, is it Steven something or other? The wrestler used to wear ballies. Regal. Is it Steven? Yeah, William yeah. Regal. William Regal, yeah. right. Um, yeah. And I'm going to go Danny Murphy in the William Regal role. Um, okay. <laughs> just to amuse myself more than anything else. <laughs> just want to see Danny Murphy in small, <laughs> small undies. Is that what you're saying? With a crown. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, with a crown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd have a bit of a Gilbert vibe. I, I like that. Um, Sam, who's headlining WrestleMania for you? Yeah, I've gone with um, a little bit of similar to, to Tom, but I'm going to spice it up with a bit of Chris there as well. It's going to be Neil Ruddock. He's a big guy, isn't he? 
Yeah. I don't want to call him fat because he's probably watching. He'll probably come and find me and beat me up. But uh, <laughs> Razor, Razor's definitely already a wrestler, isn't he? So he, he's yeah. in the sort of Liverpool corner. And oh, see, 10 years ago, I would have said Gary Neville, but I've kind of got a bit of time for him now. But yeah. I'm going to go with Bruno Fernandes Ooh. in the other corner just to watch Brother batter him because I can't stand him. And he's going to finish him with the Rikishi Fatu arse in your face job, mate. Nose <laughs> <laughs> right in between Razor Rudder. And we've all seen Ruddock's arse on. on, on um, uh, uh, what's yeah. it called? A League of Their Own, that's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified this. I was under <laughs> where you are going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a belter shell. So I've gone with a different twist on this. I've gone with like a, a, a grudge match for the ages, something that you've got a bit of build to. Mm. I'm going for Craig Bellamy and John Arisa oh, headlining. <laughs> like you, you've got once you've got the story, imagine like the the, the preamble yeah. where you, you've got some of them like assisting each other. And then you've got like the breakup where it all fell apart. This is like Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty waiting to happen, and then oh, yeah. they, have, they have the big blowout. Yeah, big blowout on the on the main stage. Bellamy absolutely gets his ass handed to him as, as Risa gets that 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 you know because Bellamy's got that like he's got a body like quality mm. to him, hasn't he? Yeah. He's got another ring. Oh my god, he's got a golf club. <laughs> oh my god, he's hit him with the nine iron. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to see the battle. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to see the battle between Reese's left foot and and uh, Bellamy's golf swing. Like, oh yeah, boots like a bin. Yeah, Adam and hits him in the face. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think yeah, no old bards. And you know, maybe, maybe tables, ladders, and chairs style mm. situation. Yeah, both quite that agile. Entrance with a golf cart, and maybe like the manager would be the caddy, and he's dressed yeah. in his little <laughs> caddy uniform, carrying his bag and all that. Oh his yeah, bag. you can build this up to shit, man. Yeah, mm. definitely, definitely. I think I think we've nailed that there. Um, right, so uh, yeah, keep your suggestions coming in. Who would be your WrestleMania headliners? Um, I, d- I definitely think there's something in the Ramos Salah thing. I think as a, to use a nice modern one, there definitely be yeah. definitely be something in there. Um, Danny Clark with our second kickoff question, um, and keeping with the theme, can you tell I watched the WrestleMania of the weekend? <laughs> um, if imagine you're all pro darts players or WWE wrestlers, if you prefer, packed arena, bright lights, watch your entrance walk on song. Tom. Uh, Elephant by Tame and Parlor. It's got all the guitars. I feel like, yeah. Okay. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it because it, it it really suits walking on in, in UFC or anything like that, I reckon. Yeah. I've gone with a serious answer today. Okay, sounds. Uh, not Barbie Girl or nothing like that. A I serious mean, one. You've just stolen Chris's answer there. Oh, sorry. Literally. I, mean, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was going to be Taylor Swift, to be honest it with you. It is normally Taylor Swift as Chris's walk on song. <laughs> Chris. Well, I was the I'm a hundred percent the Pink Whisperer, and guess what? My song would have been to go with the Pink Whisperer. Thanks for ruining that one for me, Tom. Um, So, (laughs) the Pink Whisperer is going to walk out to Get Dead, Hard Times, um, a punk band that I've been absolutely caning recently. And I was like, Tom, it's got the big riffs. It's got Mm. that, like, you know, when like the break glass almost, like it starts and you know the Pink Whisperer is coming for you and <laughs> oh you know, people God. in the middle of the ring are scared straight away. As soon as they hear that riff, they're like, oh, where's the Pink Whisperer? And that's yeah, it. I'm scared. You know, that the lights go out. You can imagine. Yeah. That's a scarier name than The Undertaker. <laughs> the Pink Whisperer. Because <laughs> you're like, because you smell like going, what is he? Ref- what exactly is he referring yeah, yeah. to? Yeah. Like it's it's very like just unsettling. <laughs> yeah, very very on edge. Okay, so um, Sam, what you walk on music? 
Do, do you know what this this tune's been been up there? You know, we all have those thoughts, don't we? As a kid, whether you want it, like you love your boxing or your wrestling, you always thought if it was me, I'd come out. So I've always had a couple, but I'm going to go with this one, especially in light of recent events. I think DMX Rough Riders Anthem is an absolute mm. winner. Imagine someone comes out to that and now, the whole crowd's just going to stand up and just bow down to you, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. What a tune! Yeah, DMX. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, love so, that. Yeah, I um I. Uh, if I was going for mo- modern aggressive, I'd go with DMF by Dope. Yeah, because you need just you want it to be horrendous. But if you just want to make sure, because it's important in wrestling to get a reaction out of the crowd, so the Ducktales theme music. Okay, because you want everyone. Because when it goes to the Ducktales, woo, you've got a whole crowd wooing <laughs> along with you. It's impossible not to. It's like going with Sweet Caroline. You know, it's impossible not to have mm. people sing along mm. halfway through, it and you've got the arena on your side. Yeah, job half done. Um, yeah, so yeah, go with that. Yeah, let's know um, what your uh, what your entrance music would be. Uh, don't be, a lot of people are just trying to talk about Real Madrid yeah, in the comments yeah. losers <laughs> we'll do that in due course um, yeah a lot of people going oh well ugh, Lucas Vasquez might be out yeah 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 we'll do that in, we'll do that in a bit that's absolutely fine um, South uh, yes we will be doing that we're going to be talking about Villa uh, we're going to be talking about um Liverpool Legends on the back of the new series that we've just completed over on the RedmanTV.com uh, and we're going to be looking ahead to Real Madrid. Um, before we do, yes, we have got a, a very brief break and it is talking about Cop Chronicles, the brand new series, all episodes streaming right now on the RedmanTV.com. Take a look. In 1965, Liverpool won their first FA Cup, an award which Bill Shankly hailed as his greatest moment in management. The winner was scored by the legend Ian St. John, but the assist came from none other than Ian Callaghan. To get there in 65 and to play against Leeds, who were, you know, sort of big rivals. Um, so it was, a, it was, uh, yeah, it was a bit, big, big game it was. But um, I've seen the game and recently, um, I'll tell you, we, we played some good stuff that day. We really did. But, uh, you know, a fantastic relief and, ah, uh, oh, you know, when the, when the final whistle went as they were, you know, uh, we've won the cup for the first time, and you know, it's history. Um, you know, you're in the team, so you're making history. So, I remember coming back on the train, and and then you know, getting an open top bus. And I think everybody in Liverpool must have turned out. You know, but only because they'd never won the, the cup before, and you, you know, it was just. It was just it was just amazing. It really was, and uh, it's something you'll never forget. You know, and then people ask you, you know, different parts of your career which you remember the most, and but that 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 always comes to mind. Yeah, always on the top. Yes, yes, yes. You can check out Cop Chronicles, all episodes streaming right now on the RedmanTV.com. We will be talking to the director himself, Mr. Tom Dutton, in a, in a little bit. Um, well, actually continuously, but specifically about that in a little bit. Um, we had a couple of um, replies in. Uh, PRJKT said, just had to watch Rikishi clips from back in the day. Can't believe they actually did stink face. Can't stop laughing. Yeah, it was very much a thing. Imagine being tall. Someone's going, right, listen, we're going to do this thing and your move's going to be that your ass smells and that's your move. Are we going to do it early um, on in the fight or after 20 minutes when he's really sweating 20 minutes? Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah that's a big old behind. 
yeah, yeah, there we go. Uh, and we did have a suggestion. Oh, Def Mute Studio, our, our good mate, um, said he wants Why Can't We Be Friends as his intro like song. That. Yeah, you lure them into a false sense of security. Mm. I'm, I'm happy with that. Sam Gibson said, Hi, host Silver Lining, for sure. Yeah, there's definitely a, there's definitely something in that. Right, yes, let's um, let's talk about the footy then. Tom, Aston Villa. Um, late wins are the best type of wins. Yeah, I forgot what it was like to watch Liverpool win a game um, like that as well. Like last season, we had so many, um, so many amazing ones that we went to as well. And Villa, no less. But Villa, that, that was one of the best games of the season. It was a turning point for me. Um, and the yeah, turning points, I really do think that. It, it gives you the belief to carry on going. How many times have we, we seen this season? We've, we've, we've carried on going and carried on going and it's just not worked out. I think having that work out for us and Trent as well, having it work out for him, I think that's massive moving forward. It means that they can now challenge Real Madrid I feel like if we would have lost that game or drew that game after trying so hard yeah. and then Real Madrid come to our backyard I think we'd have no chance whatsoever there's a Especially psychological Leeds as well, well psychological weakness that comes with that isn't yeah. there because it's the players believing it yeah. you know you, you you get a win and it's like you believe it's possible yeah. if you don't you go into Real Madrid going fucking hell even like Aston Villa I've just, I've just turned, we've dominated we've played really well and you can be playing really well but you've got this nagging doubt that yeah. it's going to come undone at any given point that's the, 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 yeah. the big stress on it isn't it and and that's the thing, isn't it, um, Sam? Is it's you hope anyway? Because you know, I'm thinking as much of the league form as anything else. The Real Madrid stuff's a bit, a bit of an anomaly. Hopefully, we can carry it into that, and we will talk about that. But for me, what you've got to do, and you've got a late win, you want to go into that Leeds game next week, and you want to just win it. You don't want any drama. You want to go and win it because <clears throat> there's a fine margin between you got a bit lucky with a late goal and you've got some power behind you. And I think footballers are very superstitious beings, particularly you know the, the actual players themselves, but also people watching from the outside. The outside people will be hoping it's a sign that Liverpool are still a bit crap, whereas if you just go and get a win, it's a sign that Liverpool have got momentum behind them. I actually can't think of another time this season, and correct me when I'm wrong, but actually Spurs, of course, when we've done that. Um, it's, it's something that we've sort of lacked this season in terms of one of the characteristics of our play, isn't it? An equaliser or a winner. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know if you all agree, I didn't see it coming. It wasn't one of them. We were battering the door down. Oh, Thiago has a save, but it wasn't coming. It was Pitterington one all. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's massive for me. I think we, we stood here a couple of weeks ago and we said, the next four games, well, obviously we're not through that, but it's two different competitions, but we're through these two games in the Premier League and we are where we are. And I think the same applies now. We go into Leeds and that game becomes the next cup final, doesn't it? And winning that game 2-1 with, with the, in the way that we won it, for me, will do a lot more for that dressing room than the Arsenal game did where we just battered them. Yeah. They'll, be, they'll be in there absolutely pumped, like, yes, go on, Trent, and they'll all be together and that passion will go into training the next day, absolutely bouncing and ready to go again. I can't see any negatives from the way we won that match. And especially yeah. the way the first half went, which I'm sure you've already talked about a thousand times with VAR and all that. Yeah, that's it, isn't it, Chris? It's I think Sam's spot on there, and, and particularly because I think this squad are very good at sort of shaking off any negative aspects. There'll be players who might be disappointed with their performance, like Sadio Mane is probably probably a good example of that. But you know that'll be his own little battle that he needs to win. In, in regard to the squad, with Ed Wright, you know, if we'd you know if we'd had a better result against Real Madrid, you know, we'd have been able to, to carry on the optimism. We had it undercut. We had the legs cut off us in, in Madrid last week. We just needed to get back, and it's dead right. You, you're actually better winning like that almost than going and getting a a, th- a solid 3-0 win or 2-0 win against Villa because of what the boost it gives you. 
Yeah, I think so. I think I think Sam's right in in that regard. Is that bouncing into the dressing room and all that type of stuff? Like the big thing for me heading into obviously the Real Madrid game and coming out at the back of this Aston Villa Aston Villa game is that you know we're lucky that this was a two-legged tie. That's the that's the attitude I think the players need to go in with because I think I think Jurgen and the team got it wrong. You know, um, for Real Madrid, and I think they know they got it wrong. I think there was a big mistake made in how they set the team up. They weren't expecting what Real Madrid did, and they didn't change quickly enough. The change came on forty-one minutes. It was kind of too late at that point for me. Um, you know, but they've got a chance to rectify that now. And this result against Aston Villa will give the squad that lift, and it'll give Jurgen that lift that the changes that he made during the game have worked. That we've gone and got the winner, and blah blah blah. And now it's about focusing and getting that thing right for the next time. Because if it was a one-leg thing, we'd be out. This is a, a chance to a chance to put it right, a chance to get those decisions right, and a chance for teams to go out there and show that that's not them that performed last week. They're better than that. You know, we're still. I think we're still going to see inconsistencies from Liverpool between now and the end of the season. But I feel like we're getting closer to that consistency, and that Real Madrid is a blemish on that that they need yeah. to rid. No, well, I, I think that regardless of Real Madrid, I think it's massive for the Premier League. Like, you, you, you've you got a really not easy run. You've got United in there, and obviously we've got Leeds who are doing quite well here. They're probably buoyed after the Man City result. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like we needed that win to even just stay in and around that. Never mind the mental boost that it gives you. It's being able to go, right, here's a platform now we can move on from. Yep. And look, Real Madrid is going to be so, so hard to play against. We're going to speak about them later, but they were fantastic in uh, El Clasico they were so good uh, I was saying to you before we started they soak up pressure so well and they can break and they're the best team in the world as well on top of that it's going to be so difficult I think regardless of that we need to look at that Aston Villa one now and go every single time we face the next the next fixture Leeds on Monday we need to be able to just go call upon that and just go right we can we can win this game no matter what the time is no matter we've got the quality I think that's a big thing as well being able to score actual goals instead of set pieces yeah. being able to whip that ball in like Trent has all the other players would be like okay even Thiago having that little shot the snapshot in the in the build up to that people going okay if I get further forward and, and start pressing teams like that why don't we turn it on at the at the start of the game not just at the last minute you just need a, you need a, a variety of ways of winning you know and, mm. and the way the league's gone you know we ended up what are we sixth I think at the moment because of the way results fell that's if you look at the table it's a bit and you'd expect them more, it's a bit depressing. Mm. And But that's the nature of it, is that because of the way that game went, you've got the VAR thing going against you. Yeah. And, and then the, after the substitutions, we were flat. It didn't it didn't kick us on the way that we'd hoped to. And I think there's a really easy out there for that Liverpool team to go, oh, because I've seen Liverpool teams grab those outs with both hands yeah. in the Evans era, in the Julia era, a bit of times toward the end of the Rafa era. When you chase them forth, and you fall short, you know, you, you do, you, you're always got, you've got these ready-made excuses and God knows we know because we've sat here for 11 years and, 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 and talked about them every week and gone, mm. oh, well, this went against us and this is the reason why we felt, fell foul. I like the idea of us getting those wins and getting the, and the way we've approached that of going, nah, this side, this side is still last season's team yeah, that's it. just shorn of a few a few a few players this shouldn't be such a dramatic switch off and I was a bit worried um, Sam that we would see that and we might yet 
to be honest, because you know we're not in the top four. There's still a lot of games. We need to win a lot of football matches to get in the top four. But I do, I am encouraged by the notion that this team aren't just going to go. Oh well, fuck. Like someone's gone. It's all right if you finish outside the top four. It's not all right. It's a fucking disgrace if they finish outside the top four, regardless of where they're at, because it's possible. And if they fall short because of a lack of effort, then there's, when we we can all the the reasons and the excuses and all of the hardships that they've legitimately faced are not going to save them. From from criticism yeah I think if we wouldn't have sort of had this little period of stability where we found the defensive partnership that's working to a point we've got Fabinho back where we want to see and we've got Jota back you know arguably you could argue you've got the likes of K2 and Oxley chamberlain as options we've got players now so we haven't got this excuse of chaos there's no chaos anymore we haven't got the quality that we know we have in reserve not fit at the moment but we've got stability so yeah. I agree with you completely now there is no excuse not to be pushing one thing I will sort of draw from from sort of recent history is that whenever Liverpool have been in a top four race, we've either fell short really early, like 2011, I'm trying to think, um, the first year under Rodgers, the last year under Rodgers, and so on and so forth. Kenny's couple of years when he was in charge, we fell short really early, or we get it. There doesn't seem to be, I can't really think of a time where we finished fifth on the last day of the season. Once we sort of get into our wheels going, we tend to, as a club, sort of get right behind it and get the job done. So I'm kind of getting more and more confident now that we're, we're at that stage. <laughs> the only time I can think of it is when Chelsea pipped us on the last yeah, game of the I, season, which is rich. has <laughs> got well, a worrying well, in symbolism. Fa- in, in fairness to you, though, Paul, that was third, wasn't it? <laughs> so I did think of that one. Completely different. Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally different. But, yeah, and you know what? Bringing third into it. You, you spoke about this weekend. This weekend has, all right, our West Ham won. Great. West Ham got another injury and West Ham have just brought Leicester back down to reality. Yeah. There's now two spots to play for, not one. And, you know, even if we can't pip Chelsea, it means we can still get top four. So I'm actually really pleased of where we are and where the league's gone this weekend, if I'm being honest. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and I, I think that's spot on. Is and that's the exciting thing about it, Chris. Is it's actually it feels like we're in this mini tournament now, and we are we are fighting up from a from a handicap position, so to speak. It's a bit of a mountain to climb. It's a challenge, but I think Sam Sam's points right there. I think. You know, you remember 2004, 2005, every time we were handed an opportunity, we'd spare it. You'd draw or you'd lose. And I remember this, like, in the days of, uh, again, uh, the Evans era where you'd lose important games when it was just there in your grasp. Now, we're, not, we're probably not quite there because we haven't been handed a clear-cut opportunity to go in the top four just yet. But that's what the villain, the result does. It says to me, if it does feel like we're just hitting enough form of probably the last possible moment available for us to hit form and still achieve what we want to. Well, that, that's it, isn't it? And I think for me, look, two weeks ago, heading into the international break, in my head, we were eighth. Because Everton had the games in hand and all that type of stuff. And, and if they'd all win their games in hand, we're eighth. Yeah. And right now we're sixth and there's three points to fourth. And so it can show you in just a short space of time, two game weeks. And we've we've leapfrogged two of the teams that were our rivals for the top four. We were fighting four people. Now we're yeah. fighting two because we're looking upwards, not down. That's the And, and that, that's our mentality right now is we're not looking at Everton and Spurs anymore. We've passed them. They're in the rearview mirror. Now we've got to focus on Chelsea and we've got to focus on West Ham. And there's three points separating us three sides. And that's what we're fighting for. 
And so already you can see there's a momentum change in the league table. It's a slow momentum change because it happens week by week by week, but it's there, it's shifted. We're focusing upwards and we've got this big game against Real Madrid. And listen, I I don't know whether Liverpool, something to, to, to follow on from what Sam said there, we have got the stability and Sam's absolutely right. I don't know if we've got the quality right now to win the Champions League. I highly doubt that we have, to be honest with you. That doesn't mean we can't win it, but I think more times... Out of a hundred, we're not going to win it. Do you know what I mean? We're going to win it less less times out of a hundred, but we can still win it. But we can get top four now, and that's the yeah. one thing that I'm convinced of is that now, in two weeks, I was sitting here saying there's no way we're going to get top four. That just with the the form that we're in, we've not seen anything. Well, fast forward two weeks, three three wins on the bounce in the Premier League, and all of a sudden everything's changed in the league for us. Yeah, that, that's it, isn't it? And you get you're entering that point, and that's why it's important just to keep chugging away in the league Tom is because look at the Leicester thing yeah. Leicester are now in a situation where you know they've actually suffered a load of injuries they've got that squad issue where you know Brendan Rodgers was like basically refused to play Madison at the weekend because he broke COVID um, yeah. restrictions and a couple of other lads as well he's had a couple of those discipline issues and in fact, you know, he's obviously trying to handle them, which is which is fair enough. But they've got last season on their minds. Yeah. Yeah, they've yeah, got yeah. the fact that they bottled it right at the end. And now they're in that strong position. They've just been beaten by a team that really they needed to win to shut the door. You beat West Ham and you pretty much shut the door on there. On, you know, you, you lock them into the top four, I think, Leicester. They've opened up that door through their, their own mistakes. And now, let's just say it's Liverpool-Leicester. And it's not because you've still got West Ham and Chelsea in between us as well. But Liverpool are, are a wounded animal or yeah. an angry team or a team that, uh, again, will be carrying this it's a disgrace if we don't finish in the top four mentality and chasing down Leicester. And Leicester, will all it takes is that little moment of concentration where they look over the shoulder yeah. and it, all it's going to take is another stumble and it's going to be, they, they've got far more to lose in this situation. 100%. I think we just need to draw on our experience. That's one thing this team has gained throughout the years since Klopp's come in is playing over and over and over in high pressure situations. Uh, I think back to when Genie got that goal uh, which got us in the top four. Okay, was it was against Newcastle maybe? Middlesbrough last Middlesbrough season, and it was yeah. fantastic and, and that's the kind of thing we need again. We've mm-hmm. done it before. Yeah. Draw on it. It's, it's the reason why we won the Champions League against Spurs is because we drew on the experience of, of, of playing against Real Madrid in the final and even Sevilla in the final we're drawing on all these experiences and I, I know for sure that everyone in that dressing room injured or not Van Dijk will be there buoying everyone up Henderson as well just saying to them look we keep on going we keep on fighting because if we've got that mentality and that that is our team mentality at the moment let's say Leicester's mentality as you say is is half bottle jobs same with Spurs bottle jobs and I think we can we can look at it and just go okay let's keep going I think West Ham as well in a new situation for them really yeah. they, they, they don't really come up like this they don't, the, they don't the thing about West Ham, point in the table the thing about you hoping with West Ham is that again it's a bit like the Spurs being in the Champions League final thing whereas they're just made up to be in the conversation exactly. and I don't know whether there's a point at which you know they come to a crunch situation and it goes hard against them, do they go, 
Oh well, we've given it our all. Yeah. That oh well, it, it's good enough. What a what a great season. What a great attempt. Yeah. And that's the difference in, in in those things is Liverpool. Again, Liverpool have got the most to lose. Yeah. It's like if you've ever if ever anyone who, who in school ever tried to start a fight with yeah, who you would deem to be well below your social pecking order, you can't you you've got to step up to the plate yeah. in that because you, you think about the damage that does to your reputation afterwards. Uh, the other thing for me as well is I'm not look, we should be getting top four and I agree with everything everyone said here but do you remember how good going for the for the UEFA Cup was and I know I know how everyone will be like oh it's a lesser lesser competition and the days that we're playing on are going to be worse we'll still go out and try and win that mm-hmm. that's another bit of silverware and it's Sutton again oh, Harvey Elliott's mighty Reds are going to be shared 10 <laughs> up the Europa League next season but yeah. but, but that, that's the thing is I, I actually think we get given the opportunity for that we'll go all out and try and win that cup yeah. it's it's another cup that Klopp would like stop to win it, stop it stop. I'm not even not even can't can't don't want to wake up in June in the Europa League all I'm saying is it's not the end of the world that's all I'm saying is it's still a cup competition it's still in Europe and we'll still fight for it that's all I'm saying get back in the fucking production room you (laughs) Europa League Uh, right life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why United Healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs learn more at uh1.com everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, we had a lot of super chats actually. I just want to briefly fly through them. They're more relating to the to the Real Madrid stuff, which we'll do in a second. But uh, Rabadan with 20 knocks saying if we manage this, it's bigger than the Barca game. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable uh, a reasonable point. Debs, Disney Desk, thank you, Debs. Uh, could we all just go outside the ground singing and showing our lad support so that they get pumped up for the game, knowing we're still there for them? I think that's very much a possibility. Uh, and Connor S... Find that. Um, can we not just pump the barbarian war cry from the start of Gladiator into the stadium every time Madrid touch the ball? I'm up for anything, any little advantage. I'm up for basically having Chris stood behind the goal shouting boo every single time they go to shoot. I'm game, I'm game for that. If it gets me in the stadium, Paul, yeah. it's the only way I'm getting in the stadium. I'll do it anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did it to one of Tom's mates in footy last Thursday as well and he just sort of looked at me and went, uh, uh, fucking hell's this lad booing me? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. It's a classic football technique. He didn't technique. score though. Hold it yeah. wide. There you go. Well, there you go. Well, so done. Proof. Yeah. Proof of ever it was needed that it worked. I'm not sure it was a boo or just, ah! I think it was in a... 
Jordan Henderson's a big fan of that, isn't he? Big fan of the anything you can. Uh, right, yeah, we're gonna talk about Real Madrid in a sec. Um yeah, we want to talk a little bit about have a little breakout here, talk about some Liverpool legends. Obviously, as mentioned, the Cop Chronicles series is all up now. Um for a start, Tom, obviously we're gonna do a little bit on this anyway, but yeah. you must be made up that it's all out now. Yeah, it was it was it was fun doing the research and then when you get into the into the mire of making it and then obviously we set ourselves a tie at one every week. So it was very much a case of right focusing on that and getting it all done. Um but I really, really enjoyed it in terms of there's a period from 72, 73 season to 83, 84 where we were just serial winners. I've got the list here. Eight leagues, four European Cups, two UEFA Cups, one Euro Super Cup, one FA Cup, four League Cups and six Community Shields in the span of 11 seasons. And that to me was, I was thinking, what are the players... That's that more than all that? of City's trophies over 120 years, that, isn't it? It's, yeah. it, it's unbelievable yeah, yeah. just how good we were. So I think for me, not knowing about any of them players really, not knowing the style of play, not knowing the managers, not knowing the, even the competition that we came up against, it was really interesting to kind of look at it and go, how were we that good? And does it equate to the success that we're having now? And oh my God, it does. We are so good at football in the 70s, even the 60s. We were absolutely fantastic at football. And I think this series was mainly about that, trying to trying to show people of this generation and, and, and maybe even your generation who don't really know too much about it. And then players, it was more about educating people of that. I, I think it's interesting because we all, we all do this where we all know the names. Yeah. We all know the legends, but you've got your, you've got your own legend. So like we can have a conversation. Well, I'll ask. I'll ask everyone what you, who your favorite, who your first Liverpool love was across the, across the panel and people at home. Have a little think about that, and I'll, I'll get them off you in a second. But you know, you've got there's names that you recognise, and you would probably go when pressed. Yeah, uh, you know, you regurgitate a paragraph you yeah. read about them. You know, somewhere you, yeah, of course, Kenny Dalglish. Yeah, he scored the double. He's got the word the winner against Chelsea that won us the the double, and he always does to celebrate you. But I didn't live. Don't have a cup yeah. of choo choo. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I, you know, but, but we all have this, don't we? Because we all want to be seen to be massive Liverpool fans because there's a pride that comes with that. So you would never admit, like I remember getting um, like I remember John Barnes doing a, doing a, it's just a random event. We were at like, years ago doing a thing about like how's Dirk Cow got above Billy Little in a, in a hundred players that shook the cop. People need to go and educate themselves about how good Billy Little was. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Billy Little, of course. How ridiculous is that thinking? I'd well have Dirk Cow above Billy Little. I remember, <laughs> I remember Dirk Cow. I love Dirk Cow, but but that's but that's the thing is no one wants to be seen to be an idiot. Yeah. But I like the fact that there's like that. This is the beauty of the series is you get to go back and get some the stories of the people who were there well, and whatever. There's, there's, there's people in the comments here and they're, they're, they're pulling out great names, Torres, Alonso, Gerard. but these are these are recent. Yeah. This they, I want to know about the, the older players, the ones you wouldn't even think about talking about. And, yeah. and they are legends in their own right. We, we, we were speaking about new players for the next series. Ian St. John. I've, I've got Tommy Smith here who's got to be one. Um, Phil Neal won four European Cups. These are... Decorated players, like what we want our players now to be. Yeah. We've had them in our history. We don't want to. I, for me, if you're gonna give me um, suggestions, genuinely bring some old names in there that you that that you've heard of and you just don't know. To the point. To the point, though. So I'd be interested to know because obviously Chris and I have the same era. But Chris, who was your first? Who was your first Liverpool love? Robbie Fowler. Yeah, same. Sam. I mean. Yeah, Fowler. It was side chick Barnes, but Fowler. <laughs> Tom? 
Uh, it was Gerard. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm from a later generation of of seeing him win. win no, but it's but it's true. It. But it, uh, this is this is the important thing, and it's mad because I, I he asked me dad, and he'll talk about Peter Thompson. Yeah. Uh, because he was the, he was a he was another local lad, and he was the one he's, he tells stories about how he'd be playing out on the street, and Peter Thompson would walk down the street and start having a kick about with the local lads in Norris Green because. He, he just did, but you've everyone's got their heroes for the generation, and it's mad that I'll know I'll know well more about Robbie Fowler than you will because yeah. Robbie Fowler came ten years before the time when you were really that that into football, and then you've got that broad spectrum. But you're right, there's still touching points for most people. Most of the people, the vast majority, if you look at the demographics of this channel, most people will have a, a greater idea of players from. The tail end of the nineties, and, and then definitely the noughties, and then up, up and beyond. Yeah, but there's definitely something. Okay, I'll give you, give. I, I want to know from everyone watching. Then name a player who you know to be a legend, but you actually couldn't do. Give me more than a few cursory facts about. And the one, I mean, the one for me there was a couple for me. Roger Hunt is one. Yeah, like. There's the name I'm aware. Of the, of the, there's the name, and then there's, there's goals, but I. Couldn't tell you what type of footballer he was. That's it. Go on, Chris, have you got one? Probably someone like Phil Thompson, to be honest. I mean, I know, I know I've, I've known him throughout my, growing up. I used to swim with all of his lads and stuff like that. So um, I've obviously been around him and stuff like that. And obviously he was the assistant manager of Liverpool Football Club. He's a two-time captain of European Cup winning sides, isn't he? And yet... As a footballer, I know what Hanson played like. I know what Lawrenson played like. I know what all of these lads play like, but I'm not really sure like what type of a player Phil Thompson was other than that I've been able to see with my own two eyes. You know what I mean? That's So he's probably one of the biggest players who's had a massive part in this football club for years and years and years. And I haven't really watched anything of him. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a great point, isn't it? You're right. it you, you, you know like the stories of him thing. taking the European Cup to the pub? You know, yeah. you know all these yeah. stories, don't you? But you don't actually like. I've not actually probably other than the cup finals. I've probably not watched games with him in. No, it's true, isn't it? We, like we say, it's like we got games soon. This is episode six, isn't it? The series, yeah. and we were having a conversation when you were making it about like I know Graham Sooners the manager, and I have a really like a lower, much lower opinion of Graham Sooners because of the era that I that I grew up in. Whereas anyone who's ten years older than me yeah. knows him as one of the best midfielders ever to play because they watched him yeah. dominate football. Matches. I think the, the the thing that stands out from doing these interviews. And, and it is from from journalists who've researched that era, or even the fans who've been in, in in the ground, and sometimes the players. I think it's the nostalgic love. You know what I mean? You know when you talk about a player you really loved watching, and and you could tell that you haven't been asked about them for so long, and they just go, "Oh, and this, oh, and this," and I remember, and and I remember this, and and, and these kind of things. I just want to just want to say for everyone who's who's watching that people are naming people. Who I've I've done already. So I've already done Kenny Dalglish, Steve Highway, Callahan, Alan Kennedy, Kevin Keegan, and Graham Sooner. So if you're interested in any of them players, if you've put your, their names in the chat, go and uh, go and check them out because it is it it, it 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 it's great listening to people people's nostalgic love. Like I said. amazing. Go on, um, Sam. Who's, your, who's the Liverpool player that you wish you knew? You, you, yeah, so, you know, but so don't my, know enough. Mine's quite relevant. I was like you, Paul. I was a goalkeeper growing up. And Clements, like you know, I, I, I um, 
I, he was a legend. I like, like my dad and my, my, my brother, who's older than me, tell me that he was one of the best goalies about. And but I don't know. I don't know whether he was a, a he was half decent on the ball, whether he was a, a commanding goalkeeper, and took whether he commanded the backline, whether he was just a shot stopper, a bit like the Gaia. I don't know. I don't know what he was like. But do you know where I kind of put a lot of the blame on this trip as well? Is as you guys well know, I'm a big cricket fan. You watch any of the cricket commentary and punditry, they never forget the older guys. Mm. They bring up and show footage of all the legendary cricketers from, you know, Kirtley Ambrose, even further back, and go with both of them, Jack Russell, you can keep going all the way back to the 70s and 60s with cricket. But in football, like, you know, a legend to Sky Sports and BT Sports is someone like Robbie Fowler. That's a score. The yeah. football didn't exist yeah. before then. I know we talk about it, but it almost feels that way. You ne- you hear them say a legendary player like Kenny Dalglish or like, you know, some of the some of the ex-Man United greats and so on and so forth, the Everton greats in the 70s, but we never see any footage, we never hear comparisons from those players. This whole sort of idea of football beginning in 92, it's almost backed up, and I think we need to see more of that, we need to see more of those legends shown on the telly so that we can actually compare the game, and like the likes of Tom saying there, he should know more about Fowler because of Sky and BT. That's my opinion, anyway. That's such a great point, isn't it? It's such a great point, Sam, because football always seems to be moving forwards, doesn't it? And 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 that's kind of where they where they are with the sky and the money and everything else. It's always bigger. It's always better. And and I think that it's always going to be bigger. It's always going to be better. And it's the next game and the next game and the next game. Is that they are forgetting to look over the shoulders and 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 see? It's, I've never thought about it like that, Sam. That's such an interesting point, mate. Yeah. There's, there's the, it, for anyone who, who cares about this, there's a on ITV. There's something called the Big Match Revisited. If you go on the ITV hub, uh, and it shows games from '74 to '77. It's got about five series in there. And the thing that kind of stands out for me is when you watch the games like it's shown now, colour and like a wide screen. It's not four three. You 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 have a different perspective. You can you can easily kind of go, okay, I can equate to this to what Mo Salah's doing. Yeah. And oh my God, the Liverpool good. Like, I, I watched them and I was thinking, oh, oh, do we actually stand up? You know what I mean? That 77, 78 season, um, where we, we, we just, we'd all conquered. Well, we we watched all the champ- well, most of the Champions League finals ahead of Kiev, didn't yeah. we? And the problem is, is the cha- finals are very rarely good games. Yeah, yeah. You very rarely get a good final because there's just too much at stake. So we watched them go and, like, like we watched the Real Madrid from the, from the 80s and be like, uh, just like, this is just. It was a terrible it's game. A terrible game of football. But, but in the league, when we're winning the league comfortably, well, not comfortably because there were some great teams around us, but the way Liverpool had to play, you see just how good Keegan is when people talk about him being all over the pitch and just flitting and about. You see that. When you see just how composed we were at the back, Tommy Smith, again, is unbelievable there. Callahan, you think of him, like, it's funny. Even the ones, even the people I interviewed, they're like, oh, Callahan was a bit of a stalwart of the team. He just kind of got put around. And then you see him on the right wing because that's where he used to play running up and down that wing putting balls in really intelligent incisive passes and um, Liverpool have always been that way you know when we talk about oh, the Liverpool way and it's carried on all the way through that's what we were we were so good yeah and the good thing about it is, is the, the point of it as well is that there's no, there are a few football clubs that, go, that, that have the history to celebrate like Liverpool yeah. and we go on about it all the time we, we, it's, the, it's the fabric that built the Liverpool that is today everyone talks about Bill Shankly birth in the modern Liverpool mm-hmm. football club everyone knows this to be fact and yet we don't know enough around the teams you know we did that little feature on the 65 cup final yeah. which is covered in the Callaghan stuff and how like 
like people went to Liverpool City Centre on mass the same way they did for, in 2005, the same way they did in in 2019. Yeah. Because Liverpool winning the FA Cup, I've never done it before, yeah. was like a, a, an absolutely a monumental achievement and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean that's the good thing about it. You know, we're all Liverpool fans here, uh, and the idea is, and it's only the first series as well. Yeah. Uh, and they're all quite, they're all bite-sized and enjoyable as well so you don't need to give up a whole a whole day but you can you can binge them all in a nice little sitting there as well so all six episodes as mentioned uh, streaming now on the redmantv.com and keep your suggestions coming in for the players that you think we have to cover Definitely. on series two uh, and beyond as well um right yes matt b uh, in yyc uh, with the super chat saying big love from lfc calgary canada uh, we are all we are big fans of y'all oh thank you uh, up the reds anything is possible uh, we'll yell across the pond if we have to yeah Liverpool Real Madrid coming up tomorrow. Um, massive, massive game. We had a, a comment here from Trick Josh. Liverpool, the fifth most valuable football club in the world, at two point nine eight billion. Why don't we buy more players and indeed better players? Yeah, let's just do that. Um, we'll, we will. We'll, yeah. Should we just buy more and better? But I think that's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100 in agreement with that. Let's just do yeah. that. Um, Real Madrid, then Chris Pajak. Um, and, and the question is that we kind of posed at the top of the podcast: Is it, is it possible? For Liverpool to have a big European night without the power of Anfield behind them. Ah, <laughs> ah, it's, it's such a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, I hope that they can. Um, it's possible that Liverpool can put a performance in, whether there's fans or no fans. The likelihood of them putting a great performance in is massively increased with fans in the stadium. But that doesn't mean it's not possible without the fans there. I think that's my answer. I think it's possible, but it's less likely. Yeah. I mean, and that's what, this is the thing about big heroic nights, isn't it, Sam, is that you're not meant to believe it's possible. You go because you know, well, what I mean is you know it's possible because it's a game of football and you understand the principles of football matches. If you score more goals than your opponent, then you win. Um, But you go into the, 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 the... the, the, it's almost a good thing not thinking that it's going to happen because you shouldn't. You shouldn't go into a game of football. You shouldn't be going into Wednesday going, this is definitely happening because you're going to set yourself up for disappointment. What we need to see is Liverpool go out there and give absolutely everything and let us know that it's po- and, and show us that it's possible. Because look, if we don't score, then we won't deserve to go through. If we don't put in a, a heroic shift, if we don't pass the ball to our own players, which was something very sorely lacking from the first leg, um, there's zero chance of it happening at all. If you look back at our two most historic performances from Istanbul 2005, let's say from half-time and from halfway through the tie against Barcelona, what we had in common between those two games, apart from the fact that we were getting absolutely battered 3-0, was that the pressure became <laughs> off the team. Nobody expected us. I went, like you boys, I was driving to the Barcelona game and if the car would have broke down and I wouldn't have made it at the time, I'd have been... Ugh bit of a crap one but you know I'll get over it whereas you know another night it would have been the end of the world and Istanbul at half time it was again I'm just hoping we don't get embarrassed the shackles were off it became a pressureless experience mm. and for me that is where you can become dangerous when you've got a quality team in Madrid I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves there was a lot of sort of fixed tactics within the game. We almost overthought the whole game and Real Madrid just outsmarted us and as you said before, won the game. So I think that the fact that we're going into this game now with our league form sort of back where it needs to be for the time being, it gives us the opportunity to attack this game in a, in a pressure-off situation where I think the likes of Mane and Salah won't be feeling the pressure. So therefore, they're probably likely to get a performance out of them. 
I think, where is the Barcelona game? We knew the crowd could do something magical and win the game. I don't think we need the crowd to do something magical in this game. We can win the game within the game itself. And what I mean by that is we have to score first. Once you score first, oh, God, all hell could break loose. So that, for me, the game looks after itself, not the crowd this time. But it's a big ask. It is, isn't it, Tom? Again, and I'm not kind of—I don't feel the way that I did going into the Barcelona game, which just felt like an absolute like a procession. Like we were just going because we owed it to the players for how good they've been for 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 a very very long time and how good we've been that season in general. Um, but it is tough. I think because I, th- I think and maybe it was just me, but I think a lot of us underestimated Real Madrid last week. I yeah. think we, we looked at them and went, "They're right for the picking." And I and I and I, and I don't. None of what none of that remains untrue. Yeah. You know, this, this, the reality is their players, their best players, are all still in are still in the twilight of their careers. There should be something for Liverpool to get the better of, but but I think Liverpool did themselves a massive disservice in how they played in that game. And plus, you know, Real Madrid that in Europe that canniness, that experience we've yeah. been talking about it we've about earlier in Liverpool's race to get in the top four against a bunch of teams that haven't really done it as much as us we can't say that it counts in our favour that experience and then not say that it counts in Real Madrid's favour yeah it? no it, it is very true I think for me I didn't realise just how good Vinicius Junior was yeah. just unbelievable I've, I remember saying that build up I'm quite interested to see him because he, yeah. he's just there if you're playing in, in, the, in the front line for Real Madrid you're probably pretty good that's it and, and he's playing alongside Benzema who we, we know is fantastic Fantastic. I mean, I watched the uh, referenced it before. El Clasico, like they 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 played on a different level, and I think if they're playing like that against Barcelona, they're gonna keep getting, they're gonna keep keep the the the, the train going uh, as you were. And I really feel like it's gonna be such a tough ass for Liverpool. The way that Real Madrid, the confidence flowing through them, they they're playing football like FIFA. The balls are perfectly to the feet. The, the first touches are excellent. The runs are all intelligent. They know what they're doing. They know exactly where they are. Modric and Cruz are unbelievable in that midfield. We already knew that anyway, but oh my God, they, they control the game so well. We saw it in the final when, when we lost to them. When they want to control a game, they can do. Uh, Zidane's tactics are spot on. Um, but the team that can do it is Liverpool. Mm-hmm. We've, we've Again, we've seen it so many times. This is a part of Liverpool's mentality, is being able to come back from these things. We've done it many, many times under Klopp. Um, if I'm honest, I think it's a step too far. Mm-hmm. I'll always believe in this team, and I always want Liverpool to win and, and, and do well, but I'm not going to get too upset if we go out. And I know a lot of people will. I just don't want to see the internet flooded with, oh, we're terrible now, this is shit, blah, blah, blah. We're not. We've lost to a very, very good Real Madrid side who probably are going to win this competition. Yeah, I mean they've got a, they've got a reasonable chance, haven't they? And and and, and that's the thing. And look, I, I, I contend Liverpool have, have got just as just as much, although they've left themselves in the mountain to climb. But you're right. I mean that's the that's the reality of this situation, is that. We we did it to ourselves. Yeah. We didn't make that. This we've made this tight almost as hard as it can be. Um, but we have got quality. But then again, they've got quality. And, and all you want to see again, just to go back to my first point on this, when you've got Salah, Firmino, Jota, Mane, Thiago, Fabinho, Trent Alexander Arnold, Andy yeah. Robertson, Alison Becker, you should be more. We should be more than capable of giving. Real Madrid, a bloody nose, yeah. and even if it is just one of those situations where you, you know we don't come out on top of the tie, but I want to take a chunk out of them on the way down. Mm. You know, I want us to, I want us to bloody our, I, I want them with bloody noses and us with bloody fists, yeah. and I don't want, I want, I, I don't want to walk out of that because if that tie had ended last week, 
we'd had every right to be upset with our Liverpool that approached that game and our Liverpool had done it, you know, because we got outdone technically yeah. and yeah. and in terms of game intelligence and in terms of just technique and te- all the things, every element of that game we got wrong last week. And that and I think the Liverpool players will feel embarrassed at the way that had yeah. gone. I just want to go, and I don't care if it ends up being a, a you know a four three game and it ends up in heroic failure. Whatever, we need to take something out of this game that even if we don't go through when we go into Leeds on Monday, yeah. we don't feel like we're having to pick ourselves up from the floor again in order to try and get the season. I've back got on a, top. I've got a question for that for everyone here. Do you think, let's say, socially distance, of course, but there might be a, a, there might be fans in and around. Obviously, the pubs are open now. People are going to want want to watch the game in the pubs. Do you think that even the slight amount of fans that might be out there and cheering for the bus will 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 buy the will buy the players a little bit, kind of a bit of love instead of Twitter hate? You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's something that we've we've seen so many times. Is you make one mistake and it's jumped on. You do something amazing and there's no one there to celebrate with in terms of the fans. Do you it's, think that's it's all well and good? Isn't it, Chris? When you, so you know you loved, but sometimes someone coming over shown. and telling you and telling you that to your face and giving you a hug is a, is a world of difference between knowing that it's a reality and feeling it. Yeah, they, these lads need it because you know they'll get into a hole this season. They'll have got themselves into a mental hole this season with the form collectively as a squad, and you know that's a that that's a thing. And I think Tom's called it right there with the Twitter hate and stuff like that. Is that it's the hate is very loud, and especially with the the racist remarks and stuff in in recent weeks and days and you know all that all that stuff going on that is loud and it's not the people in the ground that you're hearing anymore it's not the match goers it's not the the ones who are going to stand up and sing your name regardless of how you're playing that's being aired because that's that doesn't go well on social media it doesn't happen on social media in quite the same way you don't see happy tweets going viral it just doesn't happen it, it's not the way of the world unfortunately so they need it they need liverpool fans to turn up in their numbers and go and show their support for this site and if you if you're around and you can do it go and do it go and do it if you can like you know what i mean because you might be that difference that it makes no absolutely and, and you know the point is if people are going to go shoulder to shoulder in the in, in pubs and all that kind of stuff anyway do do something positive with it um is what i'd say and yeah you know it's primed you know it, it is what it is and again there should be no expectation because i think if you if you build yourself up on false expectations the falls far greater and we need to insulate ourselves against that liverpool have not earned the right to have our unequivocal trust that this will go right because of how poor they've been this season at, at times but that doesn't mean it's not possible and you know I say I look at it now the pub the beer gardens are going to be full on Wednesday night um, there's a chance that we, you know some people will get to do a bit of a coach greeting outside the ground on the way in because there's a lot of pubs in and around there like you've got the likes of Hotel Anfield that, you know they've got the yard out front I'm sure there'll be people cheering the coach on as it arrives and all that kind of stuff um, videos on social media of all that as well that's yeah. something we haven't seen for a while is, is people in a group singing about Liverpool it's something that I've been missing yeah you like just just having to have a a little dance around and and even that if you can if you can't greet the bus that's fair enough because of covid that's fine but if you can do it in a safe place where you're allowed to legally and so we don't get loads of shit online basically you just go right and the players can watch that before the game or something like that and you can go that's who we're doing it for we're not doing it for them pricks you give us shit every time we can see the goal just to make a point it was to put to your point there's not you're allowed to go and reach the coach greet the coach you're outside 
As long, mm. you know, as long as people maintain social distancing and have just... Oh, we don't need to tell people to do that, Paul. We just need no, to no. tell people to support. They, it's up to them how they, how they deal with their no, own exactly. responsibilities. No, exactly. This, this is the point, is that, you know, there will be, regardless of what happens, there will be people who, who turn up at the ground. And that's absolutely, you know, again, you're allowed to. People, there was a light the lights festival at the Albert Dock over the over the over the Easter holidays or whatever, yeah. and thousands of people went to Liverpool City Centre. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to go and greet Liverpool's coach. We all know the social distancing rules, provided people make their efforts to, to, yeah. to maintain that. You're allowed to go and support your football team outside the ground. Don't forget that. Uh, and the people will try to use that as a tool to bash us after the fact. I don't give a shit. Everyone will forget as well. People will forget very quickly because there'll be another thing and, and blah, 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 blah. Liverpool need everything they can and we're going to do everything in our powers, even if you're just thinking positive thoughts. Let's have some positive energy in the world. Fuck the negativity. Um, and let's see if the Reds can do it on the pitch. Um, one last super shout actually from Will Alexander, which is a whole other question for a whole other day. Which is, Imagine the possibilities if we had owners like Man City. I said it before, I'll say it again. It's fucking boring. I'm sure it would be. I'm sure I would love it if we won everything all the time and had a bottomless pit of funds. I'm sure I could get on board with all that, but I enjoy the, the way Liverpool do it far more because it feels so much more satisfying beating a team that has all those things. Uh, but thanks very much, Will, for the um, yeah. Well, and also the fact that you know, let, let's be honest, right? The sport washing their money, you know, and their, and their regime and everything else. So. Yeah. yeah, I might like an I might like an owner that has loads of money, but I certainly wouldn't want them horrible, 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 horrible human beings running my football club. Mm. There you go, indeed. Uh, right, we're a yes. socialist city, aren't we? At the end of the day, so. yeah. Exactly, completely agree on that. Um, right, yes, thank you so much. Do go and check out Cop Chronicles, all episodes streaming now on the redmentv.com. Uh, the two tiers over there, much like the tiers we've got here on uh, YouTube memberships, um, Club Captain will get you access to all the content. Club Legend gets you loads of extra bonus features and entered into monthly competitions like the one we're about to show you in, in a second. Um, Oh yeah, well, one last super chat, Michael McGuinness. Mm. To be honest, lads, we can do this and we will do this. You'll never walk alone. I love Let's that. end on that. Uh, yeah, go and check out Cobb Chronicles. We will be back very soon with another podcast next week. And of course, we're doing a watch along for the Real Madrid game as well. So tune in for that. See you guys soon. Tara. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.